0: Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for tuning in to another episode of the No CMO Podcast. Before we get started, I just want to mention we have an event coming up on July 30th hosted by You Don't Need a CMO. This event is called Social Growth 101, Everything You Need to Know about growing your social media following. So if you want to take your social media from a small side hustle into something a lot bigger, you're going to want to be at this event. We have influencers, celebrities, people who have used these tips and tricks that we are going to provide. Um, to better and build their brand Uh, so it's $85 a head with an open bar but the information is priceless really these are people who are in it these are people that do it use these techniques and have built brands so that's that's really the big reason you're going to want to be there Um, so today on episode 7 of the no cmo podcast I have Pat from pick my kid Um, Pat was in the navy he was a diver um, it took, took an, some interesting turns in his life, but ended up creating a very valuable company, um, for child safety and safety in schools, uh, called pick my kids. So we get into it, uh, pretty in depth in the podcast, along with uh, a lot of marketing and branding technique techniques that he has learned and used over the years for this company. So thank you. I appreciate it. Uh, thanks for listening. And this is episode seven with Pat. All right, ladies and gentlemen. This is the No CMO Podcast, episode seven. I'm here with Pat, um, currently from the company Pick My Kid, but he's done a lot of other things as well, especially in the ed tech field. Really excited to have you on, Pat. So if you could just kind of go through a little bit of your background and then uh, talk about your current company as well.
1: Sure, sure, Ryan. Thanks for the opportunity. Really excited to be here. Anytime. Um, I mean. In- uh, my background is as confusing as uh, <laughs> as you can have. But <laughs> I, I didn't have an. I was not an air tech background. I was neither a business background. My uh, I, uh, I I served in the navy. I was a, a wow. pilot in the navy, and then I uh, became uh, sorry. First, I was a deep sea diver. Then I became a pilot. Then I was uh, a general service officer. Retired about ten years ago. Uh, got out a uh, bunch of ideas. What do I do? Start flying. I actually started flying for Southwest for just a few days. And I said, you know what, (laughs) this is not me. (laughs) So uh, my first venture into business was I started a food concept, uh, you know, in a small trailer when long before it was cool to have a trailer. It used to be called Roach Coaches those days. Uh, But, (laughs) but, uh, you know, fast forward six years, we built it to a franchisable concept and sold it to an investment group. Then started dabbling in real estate. Uh, managed uh, manage services. We sold that business to uh, another company. And and just about the time in 2012 or 13, when I sold my businesses, um, I told my wife I'm going to take at least a few months off to clear my head and figure out what I want to do next. But now no, that goes. Um, oh, yeah. And, and I'll save the story for how I started pick my kid.
0: <laughs> yeah, sure. So So then from... So you had... So you basically said to yourself, yeah. "I can't do this normal I, I need to I need to start yeah. things, build things, I need to solve problems." Um, that was Absolutely. kind of that was kind of your mindset, right Absolutely. <laughs>
1: and even while I was in the Navy for about ten years, uh, the same thing like it can't stagnate in a in, in one job or one specialization, so I used to always a couple of after about two, three years, I had to change myself drastically, reinvent myself. So, I, you know, I, I used to be a deep sea diver and specialist in that. And then I said, after about four years of that, I said, I want to go to something different. I started flying. So I became a the maybe. And then, and then oh, kind wow. of unique in the sense that I did both simultaneously, diving the same day and then flying the same day. Wow. <laughs> so it was exciting.
0: Yeah. Um,
1: but after about 10 years, it's like even that got boring and I said, I got to get out.
0: Something more. <laughs> there you go. And so you started, yeah, yeah. Um, as you said, you started a couple of companies and and sold them, and then you were yeah. in a position where you're basically, what am I going to do next, right? So that yeah, is yeah. when, um, you know, I'm not gonna, I won't tell the story, but um, I'll have you tell it. But pick my kid. It's a it's a school safety company, is what you would uh, describe it as, right? Or uh, absolutely. Uh,
1: as, uh, the way it is today, it's a comprehensive school safety system for K through 12. Um, so anything to do with safety comes under a single platform, we'll pull it all together, um, and an easy-to-use single sign-on, fully integrated with your current systems in any school. So it's it's completely plug-and-play, no additional hardware, uh, and 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 the day kids are safer, you know. So that's that's what we are today in our current
0: uh, uh, avatar. And how did you end up starting that? How did that kind of sure. come to fruition for you?
1: Sure, sure. Uh, so um, uh, like I said, you know, when I started my last business, I wanted to take a lot of time off and just want to figure out through my head I'd been working 15 hour days. And, um, and and I started traveling a little bit. You know, I told my wife that, you know, for six months at least, let me just travel. Uh, it lasted all of like maybe two, three weeks. And my <laughs> wife was like, the least you can do is go pick up your daughter from school. And I said, yeah, that's not a problem. Pause my Netflix. How hard can this be? I jump in the car, go to my car the daughter school, absolute pandemonium, chaos. Like, you know, hundred parents shrieking and end of the day, teachers running around with walkie talkies. I'm like, this is insane. You know, it is prime middle of the day and hundred people are taking time off from work and wasting their time in a car line, you know, picking up their kids. So it should be like mundane. There should be processes in place. It blew my mind. But but, you know, I was like these hundreds of other parents, you know, just you know, uh, just go through it. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, just cursing yourself and going through it. And one day I was going through it. I was on the phone, not really paying attention. The teacher opens my car door, puts a kid in my car, waves me away. As I was pulling out, I turned around and I'm looking at this white kid sitting in the back <laughs> of my
0: car. This isn't my kid.
1: Um, yeah. And, and, and the worst part was that the kid was like looking at me saying, uh, why are you stopping? Let's go. My dad sent you. Right. I'm like, no, get the hell out of my car go find my daughter. So, uh, so that's where, you know, it all came together for me that we are failing our children. You know, we use uh, systems and processes which we could do much better. And today's technology allows us to really do that in an inexpensive way. And we owe it to our kids uh, to do better, do a better job. And, and, and the more I looked around and I said, uh, you know, my main reaction was to blame the teachers. Which was the furthest from the uh, you know uh, from the truth. They are doing their best every day. Sunshine, very very difficult job. Yep, it's a very tankless job. They're sitting outside, standing in the sun, yelling in walkie talkies. They suddenly become traffic cops overnight, and and parents are you know thankless. They they just like they just want their kid and they just want to get out of there like me, Mm -hmm. Uh, but they don't realize the pain and the 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 kind of uh, uh, problems they go through. So the more I looked at it, I realized. You know, today's day and age, we're using walkie-talkies, clipboards, sticky notes, loudhailers, and hundreds of teachers to manage a problem, and you don't give them technology to do it. And that is where it started, you know, a small project to help my daughter's school years ago. So And, and, and it that, went,
0: yeah. and so it's, it's, it's uh, expanded from there, obviously, um, and become, became a company that's, that's used by, by so many schools. So what, are, um, what were some challenges when you started? Absolutely,
1: the challenge was, uh, like I say, the biggest competitor we had right from the get-go is tropophobia fear of change.
0: Right?
1: Mm, they've, done, it. They, they've done it so long using walkie-talkies, and and the stakeholders are not held liable to change the process. Exactly. Um, so, not, that's and, not their and, job. And yeah, that's not their job. In, in a sense, I you know, uh, it used to blow my mind earlier on when I used to talk to superintendents. I used to, you know, pull heaven and earth to get a meeting with the superintendent, and I get in the office with them. And they're like, wait a minute, is that even a problem in our school system? I mean, they're so detached from the ground reality. They're mm-hmm. so high, high up in the food chain that they, they don't know the struggles teachers go through every single day. And and so many things slip through the cracks, and only when, you know, uh, I don't know if I can swear, only when shit happens, oh, that thing can. goes up. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> yeah, but, um, but, but that's the only time they get involved, and they look at what processes we follow. So, so, you know, in every day, there is so much room for improvement uh, and 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 they were never held liable to improve the process because they had done that for you know twenty, thirty, forty years.
0: yeah, this is how we um, do it. you know, this is what we do. Yeah, it yeah, yeah, it works for us, but even if it works for them, it doesn't work well. So that's the oh, absolutely. But you're right. It's, absolutely. it's 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 so. Um, that must've been a challenge of like, did you have experience? Uh, I know you said you dabbled in some real estate, but did you have experience selling? Like, did you have experience selling your, this or selling uh, products or?
1: No, no. Uh, I had, uh, I was never a sales guy, uh, so to speak. You know, I, I was more of a, uh, creating value and get the professionals to sell it.
0: <laughs> yep. Uh,
1: but, uh, but in the early days you are the sales guy, you are the marketing, you are, I mean, I'm still the marketing, but, <laughs> yeah. um, you know, uh, you are the product guy. You are the everything guy. So, you know, I was there in those sales meetings. I used to jump on a plane when even a single school wants to buy it. And, uh, yeah, I remember going to New York, the first school, first private school. Uh, that was a school in New York. And uh, I was there like every single day for a whole week. But I still didn't get to manage. I still couldn't sell that uh, sale. No. close the sale. Uh, and it's pretty disappointing. And it came back and then we retooled it. You know, we, we saw where the problems were. And we, you know, came back again, at it and uh, we started selling at a trickle first, one, two, three schools, and we had a lot of problems. Our go-to-market strategies are all wrong. Our, our marketing was wrong. Our value proposition was wrong. We kind of had to change and learn and fall and get back up and you know, go. Yeah, ahead. If,
0: if you could go through that, um, what were, what did you change about your marketing or your branding or, or and and what or what was the, what was a problem and and what was a solution to that problem when sure. it comes to the marketing? So
1: one of the one of the earliest, uh, you know, go to market strategy for us, baby, baby, baby failed miserably. Was uh, we, we reasoned that, you know, just to bypass this pain of selling to schools one at a time, we said we'll give it free to schools and let mm-hmm. parents download an app for like two, like two bucks or three bucks. And then so they can, you know, because they are the beneficiaries, okay, right? Exactly. And they can download an app, they can use it. They, and the assumption was they won't bat an eyelid spending a couple of dollars for the kids' safety, right? You would think. Uh, and, 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 and give it free to schools and problem solved. Um, mm-hmm. So that was our initial, oh, my God, we just solved this sitting in my armchair. <laughs> and we went to <laughs> yeah. town with it. And we failed miserably because uh, on one hand, we realized that just because we're giving it free to schools, they don't make our entry into schools any easier. Um, so that, is, that part of the problem still remained. On the other hand, by letting parents pay for their downloads, we were actually creating barriers for adoption. Even mm-hmm. though if it is a two-dollar download, but it still it's a barrier because parents today have a perception that when it comes to public education, everything needs to be free, everything, and they're entitled you know. to, uh, and they're entitled to A to Z. I mean, they don't, they should not pay two dollars, but they can go and pay four dollars in, in in Starbucks, but uh, three dollars a probably, year yeah. for downloading an app. Is too much and um, so we had a lot of headwinds there we had barriers to adoption from parents because the core to our success in a school in a single school was 100 percent adoption by parents and we were putting an artificial barrier to the adoption uh so when we changed it out uh you know we learned pretty quick uh, in the first six months we flipped it around we said we're going to sell to schools we're going to give it free to parents and the moment we changed it We had a lot of friction in the sales process, but when we started improving our sales process and conveying the value proposition proposition to schools, uh, we saw a lot of adoption. And once the school got on board, overnight we see about 1,000, 2,000 parents downloading the app and really engaging with it. And and then it really kind of clicked with that uh,
0: go-to-market strategy. Yeah, because that affects the value of it as well. If you're saying, okay okay, you're going to the school. This is free for the school. they the value that they see it as perceive it as is different as if they bought it. Yep. Right. Oh, so absolutely. then, yeah,
1: absolutely. They have skin in the game, right? Exactly. Um, because yep. usually when they buy a product like ours, it takes a certain amount. It's not a magic wand, right? It takes, well, implementation, there's implementation. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It takes, uh, at the core of every school's dismissal process or the safety process. they are about you know, eight to 10 people involved, maybe the principal, vice principal, physical ed teacher, librarian, detective, the detective, the IT guy, maybe the TTA president. There are like, a, at the core, there are about 10 people who need to be really engaged, need to know the product, need to train the parents and really crack the whip for the parents who step out of line and, and really start questioning some processes, right? Mm-hmm. So if you don't have the the, the 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 will to make the change and take a stand and really, you know, put some policies in place, it's not going to be successful. And uh, a lot of times we sold it to schools who, in our perception, uh, we knew they were not ready or they were not willing to make the change, but they just wanted to buy something thinking it's a magic wand. It mm-hmm. never worked. And they blamed us. Um, wow, that's an interesting have perspective.
0: In- yeah, that's an interesting yeah. perspective too, is, is having like, wow, this school really needs this, but these people, the willingness to change isn't there. And, and you see that as palpable. Um, and then they adopt it like like you said, because they want um a magic wand trick, they want let's just spend this yeah. money and bang, you know, snap of a finger yeah. and it and it fixes our whole problem, yeah, the implementation of every single person, even if um you know and obviously, and we'll probably go into some of the details, but um whoever is involved they everybody has to be on the same page, even with this, even to simplify the process, right um everybody absolutely. still has to be absolutely. on the same page, yeah, especially with change absolutely. Too.
1: And, and we put some checks and balances as we learned there is that um, you know we we don't as of today when a school comes on board um, you know they pay the first year license fee upfront and when we, it, it's a it's a non-negotiable thing and and they sign up the contract it's only then do we launch no free pilots no uh, you know uh, oh I'll, I'll get you ten schools I have twenty other buddies who mm-hmm. come and buy your product everybody says that but it yeah. never happens it's not business sense. So, so those things, we learned the hardware and we put it in place. And even after that, once the school uh, is, is rolling out through their training phase and implementation, we don't allow that school to go live unless we see about 40 to 50 percent parent adoption. So if not, we will work with the school to make sure they communicate the right things to their parents to get them wow. on board. Okay. Because we're only as successful as the parents adopting it and using it on a daily basis. So we have tools and techniques which we train the schools that hey, you need to send this email out, this flyer out. Just educate your parents on the on, 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 on safety and on the other aspects of it. And when they understand they're going to download. But it takes some effort on your side. So we will not go live with the system in your school unless you do these checklists and you you show the results. And that's when we realize that, you know, we have Today we have ninety-seven percent retention rate because wow. when a school goes live through our process, they never go back. They're successful. This entire stakeholder is happy. The parents see the benefits, and then they see quantum leaps in safety in terms of you know the overall uh, aspects of it.
0: Yeah, and that's but we learned interesting. it the hard yeah. way. We didn't know. It. <laughs> Yeah. I feel like, I feel like you have to, I mean, especially with business, it's like, yeah. it's just, you're going to learn by, yeah. you know, the lumps that you take. Um, the, another yeah. interesting point that you brought up is about the internal marketing inside of a school is like, I don't read mm-hmm. when, when I was in high school, I didn't read the emails. Like I, I yeah. just, I yeah. don't have the time for it. What are they even saying? Yeah. Right. So that's yeah, another yeah, yeah. whole aspect. You are basically, so you're marketing, you're learning how to market your product. Now you're learning how to teach a school to market your product. So, their parents can use it, basically, Absolutely, as well. uh,
1: yeah. yeah, yeah. And and, they, and now, um, you know, we've, that, those are the initial learning curves, and now we've moved much further from, from that point, where we've, we've gone ahead and shown so much efficacy in terms of not just safety in schools, but a amount of traffic which is mitigated around schools. And a of, uh, uh, so the cities and go- local governments have started noticing that. Uh, so now they are willing to fund the schools to buy our product, um, 100% license fee is paid by the DOT or the city wow. because in a macro perspective, we've proven that we reduce about 20,000 pounds of carbon footprint for school per year. We enable carpools. We, we encourage, we push parents towards carpooling. We reduce those traffic bottlenecks around schools all those 100 cars waiting we've just gone
0: yeah i um, mean wow yeah um and also this could be used for like school dances and, and things like that too or um like oh, i could i could see the, that happening
1: yeah yeah, school i'm sorry what was that again
0: school? oh like a like a yeah. school dance like a uh like a oh, prom yeah. or something like that yeah
1: oh yeah 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 With, uh the the uh, you know field trips uh, proms and these uh bring your you know grandfather school day and And all these special events have Mm -hmm. more concentrated flow of uh, traffic towards the school. So we are able to, uh, so today, if you're a parent in our school, uh, at 2.30, you will actually get an alert saying that the best suggested time to leave your house uh, would be so-and-so and And what will uh, be the minimum time you'll spend in car line, right? It'll show you how many cars are ahead of you dynamically moving towards the school so it'll take you how much time to actually get out after picking a job. It'll also tell you, uh, depending on your routing pattern of the last few days, it'll tell you, hey, Johnny down the street has similar routing patterns. Would you like to talk to him to carpool? So we are actively taking cars off the road, pushing people towards carpooling, use a greener options, and just reducing the congestion around school. So it's you know all around a good thing for not only cities, but schools, also parents.
0: So yeah, it, you know, that's
1: kind of that- Yeah.
0: Oh no. Yeah. Sorry to cut you off, but that is, um, it's, it's, you don't, I didn't even realize the, uh, like the implication of, of how far it could go of, of the routing patterns and anything. And, and I can't see why a a city especially would not want to adopt something like this to, to, um, you know, to clear out those traffic patterns and like, just, yeah, just get less cars on the road, less congestions, just more efficiency. Um, schools, I guess they're not um, they don't know what they don't know, right? So they don't even understand yeah. that it could be this much better, you know, um, this process. Absolutely. And so, uh, so much
1: so that um, we are now part of a smart city initiative in partnership with Ford and Microsoft and Dell. Uh, They're going into several cities and touting our product as a smart city initiative because for the first time, the cities are able to influence end user behavior to mitigate traffic rather than build infrastructure around peak traffic that makes sense so um so you don't have to you know spend millions to build that infrastructure where you can actually influence end users which are the parents to actually uh uh, tailor their behavior so as to reduce the
0: traffic it's like part of the branding too is is you know with most businesses is you know the customers create the branding the customers create the identity And the people who care about it and use it the most, um, they're the ones who build your brand for you basically, and, and put that imprint. So yeah, I completely get what you're saying is, is starting from rather starting than, like you said, from the principle, from the top, you got to start from people who are going to be using it every day because the people who are most connected and not disconnected. Um, absolutely. Absolutely. And to uh, transition a little bit. Um, so do you have a marketing team or what is your, or what's your marketing look like? Uh, currently, um,
1: so um, for the first three years, um, the marketing team in our company is sitting in front of the camera now. So uh, you know, you gotta be skinny. Uh, I was uh, doing it marketing. In hindsight, I should have I should have had a marketing team earlier on, uh, or somebody at least dedicated on marketing. But but um, but we were fighting other fires, uh, and we were pretty. We were getting a steady steam of inbound uh, leads, uh, primarily on SEO, and uh, so so we didn't really focus much on a marketing team. Only about six months ago, we have gotten board a, a CMO. Um, uh, she's a junior level position, but uh, who's growing with our company and uh, um, and she's doing a fantastic job. But 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 no, to answer your question, uh, we didn't have a marketing team before.
0: So there was a lot. So a lot of the the leads that came in were. I, I would assume from other schools or schools that communicate with other schools. Um,
1: um, so no, so this, this goes back to our strategy and, and,
0: and we that's good to touch it, on right? too. Yeah.
1: yeah. When we started, when we started the company and, and we were selling to one or two schools, just talking to them and, you know, 10, 20 schools in the neighborhood, we really asked ourselves as to what would be the channel, which will be best suited for us. Right. Um, and then we did some experimentations around that. Um, and what we realized, I'm going to cut the long story short and how we went through the learning curve, but, but what we realized is we were so, such a new product category, uh, and we are creating the space, right? So, uh, the only people who were open to even talking to us or adopting us were these innovators, uh, early thinkers, the forward, early adopters, you know, yeah. early adopters mm-hmm. with, with, with foresight. And they really fell in two buckets primarily. One is these early uh, these, these innovators and, and thinkers and who see ahead of the curve. And the second were people who had uh, a tragedy happen in their school. And they're using us as a CYA tool, um, which is cover your backside tool. So And they fell in these two categories, right? So what we realized is the more, we, the more outreach we did, cold outreach, it had... Less than you know 0.03% uh, a chance of even having a conversation. But for the inbound organic calls we generated through our uh, uh, content marketing, we had over 30% close ratio. Wow. So uh, so on one hand, cold was you know 0.03 and we had 30% on inbound. So we said we'll drop all our eggs into creating this top end of the increasing the size of the top end of the funnel by inbound marketing. Uh, We did a lot of content with a lot of uh, just SEO and and anybody who's searching for us, will make sure they find us. Yeah. Uh, So we focused all our efforts towards making ourselves visible to the small slice of people who
0: are really searching for us. To get a little more detailed um, about the content marketing, was that like testimonial videos or? Was what's the no
1: earlier on we did not have even testimonials. I mean, uh, it took us for a year, and and it took us for the first round of fundraising to create a decent video, Mm -hmm. right? Uh, The first video we created, I remember, you know, I went on Fiverr for about hundred bucks. We created this caricature, the cartoon videos which you see now has become pretty popular. Um, So we created that, and we used that as a stopgap to just show the value proposition, but but mostly it was um, we did a lot of SEO. Um, we did a lot of, uh, um, you know, our uh, pitches were you we know, were constantly pitching, and we're constantly in in a few handful of trade shows, which gave us some exposure. Um, but to say that trade shows a magic wand would be a misleading statement. It's mm-hmm. not, uh, but it it's just got a some piece of the mm-hmm. It's just a piece of the process. It's just a piece of the process, and it's very difficult to measure the efficacy of that. Um but earlier on we were just, you know, blogs, a lot of content with a lot of cross blogging, a lot of uh content on our page, optimizing our, our 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 pages to be visible if somebody's looking for it. We didn't spend so much on uh, PPC, but yeah, SEO a lot.
0: SEO is optimizing, big, yeah. yeah. Um yeah. So what would if say somebody's watching this and they have um a product that is is in a new market like like yours was. Um, what are some things that, um, or maybe just like a tip or, or just a couple of things that, that they can, that they should know, um, from your experience.
1: Sure. Uh, you know, I, I, would think, I mean, earlier on the, I got some very, uh, um, great, uh, advice is that, you know, what works for somebody else may not work for you and each product is unique. You need to understand your customer in a very basic level. Uh, so run inexpensive uh, um, um, experiments. What we did is we said, let's go to this like a virgin, right? We don't know anything. And, and I didn't know anything. Uh, I, let's not assume that uh, you know, our marketing is going to help or SEO or PPM or, or just content or email marketing. Let's just assume we don't know what's going to work. And we said, we did a brainstorming session and we came up six or seven, I don't remember, six or seven channels. Uh, we shortlisted. And then we put money into each for equal amount of money in each of those six channels. I think I put a thousand bucks on it and sat back and kept our discipline to run through the experiment for a month. And then we measured each one of those channels. And then we said, okay, this is where we're going to put all our money in. And the channel for us was um, outbound uh, email marketing campaigns. And uh, brand awareness, with through, uh, through 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 uh, through content marketing. So these are the two channels we really, you know, buttoned down, really doubled down. We dropped everything else for the next year, year and a half, and uh, it worked for us. So it may not work for somebody else, right? Sure. So what what will be what I would suggest is to run those experiment through. For example, we ran an experiment like we for thousand bucks we bought. You know, I think a couple of conventions or a couple of uh, speaking engagements. And then we, we sent actually star $5 Starbucks gift cards with a QR code to every superintendent, how much of those things could buy us, like the school mm-hmm. leaders and principals. That was the worst performing metric for us. That is the wow. worst performing bucket. Yeah. Uh, so, so it told us that physical market, physical uh, outreach through some incentives or grabbing the attention did not work for us. Because they don't know a product in the first place, they're just seeing a five-dollar gift card. So um, the more you can somehow tie in your, pro- and we did some social as well. We put some money in Facebook and you know PPC, and then we did a bunch of these experiments. And then for us, the, the two of them, which re- and it may be different for your people listeners, um, but you need to go through that experimentation process.
0: Yeah, I think I think that's important to note that what will work for everybody is testing. Like like everybody needs research and testing that will work. We know that, um, you know, like like it's not a magic thing you, like you said, you put a thousand dollars in ABCDE test and figured out what worked. That is probably some, that's probably the best advice is, um, you know, do your research, find your market, right. And do the tests, which I think a lot of people, you know, maybe brush over or have a, um, or just haven't spent enough time doing that and i think that's really important so sure. did you so you oh, like through experience you learned you learned that right uh, right oh absolutely absolutely um and um
1: uh, through ignorance i learned it
0: <laughs> <laughs> there you go that even better yeah right yeah well yeah. as you as you w- as you would yeah because because yeah. that's that's really it i mean it's trial and error right um it's, yeah, yeah, it's a lot absolutely. of it. So, um, what are what are some next steps um, for the company, or or what are you working on on, ne- on currently, or or anything that's that's coming up?
1: Sure. Um, so, so like I mentioned earlier, on you know we started with dismissal automation in schools. So, by dismissal automation, we mean that end of the day at two thirty, whenever the bell rings, the kids get out, go into cars, buses, the traffic jams, uh, going to after school programs. The whole spectrum of after school dismissal is what we had managed through our, our product called Pick My Kid. But as we started rolling out in hundreds of schools, uh, the teachers and school districts, they came back to us and said, hey, we see your usage is, is through the roof. And we see 85% of our parents on our platform. We see 100% of the teachers use your platform every single day. Can you consider putting a small button on the, end o- on the bottom of your uh, homepage, uh, which they can click in terms of emergency? So we call that panic button, uh, alarm button. And uh, it started a small project just to put a button there. And then as we started working that uh, the whole backward integration through, we realized it's a, and today it's a, it's a fully functional, independent uh, uh, digital panic button for schools, which they use pretty regularly for not only for active shooter or any major emergency, but for small things like fight in a hall, yeah, Johnny slipped off a slide and, you know, all mm-hmm. kinds of stuff. Right. So the teachers have a ready uh, to use button right on their phone um, which they can call specific call groups in a very urgent manner if if things better go south, right? Uh, so so that was the second product which we added. Um, we call that a uh, uh, safe or panic button. School alarm for emergency. A school Alarm for emergency response. That's the acronym. Um, and then um, so some schools said, hey, because of the parent usage, can we solicit uh, information from parents? If they find some concerning behavior in the community, and organically that was a third product, which was, which we call today is anonymous tip line, um, which is fully integrated with our system. So anybody in the community finds something uh, disturbing or concerning, they are able to share with the authorities in a very confidential manner, uh, either anonymously or otherwise. And actually, they'll be given a docket number so they can actually track their their, their concern they can see it to a logical conclusion as what is the results, what being been done and all that. So, um, so when we have that in place, uh, last year we, we surveyed our school uh, our community and said, what is it in the safety aspect which you find is the most challenging thing today? And what we consistently heard is that they find the biggest disconnect today is between the social media communication or the social media conversations happening among children and happening among teachers. They might as well be on separate planets because they don't overlap, right? You and me are, are you know, all the folks may be on Facebook or uh, maybe some other- It's true, uh, you have no idea sales. what's
0: going on, really. Yeah, you have no yeah, idea. Yeah, the
1: kids are, the uh, kids are in the, the newest, they are on Insta, they go into- you know, That's their world, and then that's now, their world, yeah. Yeah, or they're now chatting on Fortnite or Reddit or now TikTok is getting up and, Yep. But they keep moving and that's that's a that's a constantly shifting landscape, right? And and if school leaders are now tasked with getting a grip on what the social media conversation is happening among children so as to find potential concerning problems early before it becomes a major incident, right? They're held liable if they don't monitor it, but they don't have no tools to really monitor social media conversations without stepping on toes of children and or something like that. So what we are working on now, which is really exciting, we're working with a team of engineers from Stanford and uh, uh, from Paltech. Uh, and they, um, they what it's called the so- smart feeds, social media analysis for risks and threats. Uh, we do that in a very light-footed manner without impinging on privacy of children or consuming any individual specific information. It is a it is it is it only scans the uh, school uh, um, uh, geofenced area for concerning behavior only open source information, and certainly we have a lot of preconditions on it, but that's what we're working on It should be live the coming school year and we're really excited about that. We have a bunch of schools already doing some beta testing for us really excited for this tool because they they want to do the right thing by their kids they don't want you know somebody to slip through the cracks if they need help um and a tool would allow them to do that in a very responsible manner.
0: Yeah, that's, um, and it's, it's obvious that, yeah, these people want what's best for the kids. They don't always, yeah, no, we don't always know, right? You know, they don't always yeah. know what the next best thing. Yeah. And I think that's another yeah. really important thing um, through all of yeah. this that you've mentioned is also adaptation is the users are adapting your application. You're just there you know, um, you're, they're building facilitating it, facilitating that facilitating yeah. that, but it's basically yeah. them saying, Hey, we need this. This is the most, most important Absolutely. thing we need. And, and can you do it? And obviously you've taken on the role and you're in that position now. And it, I think it's great that you didn't go, all right, yeah, just made this company to help with dismissals, you know, all right. on to the next one. You know, yeah. it's a constantly yeah. building thing because yeah. this, this is very, um, specific too, and it, it can save lives a hundred percent. I mean, I could absolutely I can
1: see that. Absolutely. And from the get-go, I mean, you brought up a valid point there is that, you know, the only reason uh, I credit our rapid growth in the school community is because we've been receptive to the teachers and the ground-level uh, uh, operators who tell us what they want. Like, for example, when we started, our knee-jerk reaction was to, hey, let's just put some RFI, give them dark .tags, kids will swipe, and we'll all be happy, go home. But the more we studied it, you know, we realized that getting swipe cards or RFID or any other technology which is hardware intensive creates more problems for teachers than it solves because now you're shifting the problems from one bucket to another bucket, right? Kids will, you know, uh, RFIDs, we've studied a few systems and it always fails because there are a lot of false positives and the management costs and kids are kids, they'll jump on a card, jump off, jump on a card, jump off. So you can't have sensors and readers. Taking no, and they're going to lose right? it. I'm going to lose uh, it. You know, they're if gonna I lose have, it. Yeah. and then you pay for it and who pays for the renewals and, and it's, it's difficult to scale when, uh, and another problem, what we heard from schools is that they hate it when, when outside companies come and load them with hardware they don't even need or they never use. And today, uh, uh they're so, uh, top down approach of shoving so much hardware down their throat that. You know, now don't, it's funny that now when they go to these trade shows, they're no longer selling them tablets, but they're selling them this huge racks in which they can have 200, 300 tablets to plug in to charge and yeah. they can lock it, right? That is yep. the biggest selling item now. Yeah. Um, um, I believe it. <laughs> it's, it's, and so we said, you know, we'll do it responsibly. We said, we want to create a system with zero dependencies <laughs> on hardware. Um, we won't sell them a single piece of hardware. And if we can pull this off without, selling them anything other than just the software and a cloud-based system tapping into their existing Wi-Fi, I think we have a winning combination. That's why we went with it uh, and, and we think we pulled and, that out. And off.
0: that's the differentiation too. Um, and that's why you guys are different. And obviously, I don't think any other company is really doing anything like this. And it's, But too, I mean, like you said, how long... They've been using walkie-talkies for like 20, 30 years, right? <laughs> like yeah. we have yeah. we, we have this technology... Um, you know, we have the ability, you had the ability to create yeah. a software like that. Why not? You know, why not get yeah. the time? It's, it's, the, absolutely. it's the future of it. It's safer. It works better. There's there's no there's no downside. Um, and there's a lot of downside to the walkie-talkie battery dying, you know?
1: So. Oh, absolutely. And the cost is no-brainer, right?
0: I mean, exactly. For
1: example, yeah. our cost, annual cost for the entire system with all these bells and whistles and every parent having an app and instant communication and emergency, all these all these frills included is less than $5,000, right? Wow. For the whole year for more than any and, number of kids. And 1, hardware. Kids, 2, kids hardware matter.
0: So much. Zero hardware. Yeah, hardware. hardware so much right? more. And, Yeah, it's, it's great, yeah.
1: Absolutely. And, and if, you, if you look at the alternate, what they're doing today, uh, 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 you know, a pair of walkie-talkies will cost you a couple of thousand bucks. Uh, 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 oh, one, yeah. uh, <laughs> uh, the amount of paper they use to print cartack, like let me you use this example. Um, mm-hmm. This is a uh, laminated car tag, which uh, my daughter's school used to send it to every parent laminated. They used to print about 2000 of these in the beginning of the school year and send it to us. Just the cost of printing this justifies the cost of buying our system. So, you know, the comparison yeah. is ridiculous.
0: <laughs> no, you're um, right. It, it is really, it is really a no brainer. Um, And yeah. it's, it's, uh it's, it's really, it's really been a blast uh, talking to you. I think this, this, um, this, this company will, I, I'm really excited to see what, um, what your next implementation is and what the users need in five years, what they need in 10 years, you know? Um, and it's, uh, know. you know, it's great. And I, I really appreciate, uh, you coming on here and explaining, um, you know, some of the different, different challenges and approaches and, and talking about your company. It's, it's going to be, um, definitely it's It's going to help people. And that's what we're trying to do here, um, on the, on the podcast as well as just, you know, um not whether you're in ed tech or not obviously you weren't and then you know now you now you're you're like one of the one of the (laughs) biggest players arguably with with your app with your software i don't know about that but yeah (laughs) yeah i mean um yeah i said it so it's okay um but uh yeah so so thank you uh so much pat for for coming on i think this is a great conversation and and we uh and and you really uh are a wealth of information for this so i i really appreciate it absolutely
1: Yeah, absolutely. A pleasure chatting with you, Ryan. And always, I get fired up talking back at (laughs) uh, pick my kids and uh, you know how we started. And we're really passionate about making a difference and making kids safer because we can do it at scale and we can make sure. uh, And we owe it to our kids. End of the day, you know, like I tell my team, it's 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 about it's not about what we do. It's about why we are doing what we're doing. Like as long as every member in our team is aligned towards the why of why we started the company is to make kids safe. So we don't nickel and dime on the price points if there's a title. In fact, bulk of our schools are Title One schools who cannot afford, uh, you know, uh, these products. And we, we make sure that we find ways in which it can work for them. We find grants out there, get corporate sponsors, we get PTAs funded. So we'll find the means if the school is committed to making the kids safe, we will go the extra mile to make it available to them. So.
0: Wow. That's, no, it's, it's amazing. Really great, yeah. really great work. I'm, I'm, I'm extremely interested yeah. and impressed by it. And, um, um, once again, this is, this has been a great podcast. Uh, it's going to be great for everybody. And, uh, so where can they, it's pickmykid.com, right? I'll throw it up on the screen, like yeah. right here as well. Yeah, And in the P-I-K show notes. Is
1: P-I-K, 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 is pick yep. my kid. Uh, yeah. And, and we've kind of, um, um, now building a pick my kid around, uh, Kideo, is a new, new site kid.io it's everything to do with kid safety uh, and pick my kid oh, as a great. product under the So, uh, under pick my kid. So, uh, sorry, pick my kid as a product under the So So, gotcha. you know, branding, awesome. marketing, you know, it, it's never ending game. <laughs> you're you're <laughs> right. It
0: never stops. And it, it's always changing too. And that's, yeah. that's part, yeah. that's another reason we're doing this too, because, uh, yeah, the, oh, yeah. the land, the landscape is forever evolving. Right. So, uh, but great. Absolutely. We'll, we'll, sh- we'll it's throw cool. all the links Thanks. in the show notes. And oh, yeah, any time, any time. Thank you for coming on. So this has been No CMO Podcast Episode 7 with Pat. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for tuning in. Thank you. Bye-bye.